Welcome to McCartney and Gold Podcast, where we discuss an awesome album, take its songs and pit them against one another in a knockout-style format. What album are we doing this month? Well, I'm kind of imagining a lot of people will be coming to this podcast for the first time, drawn by the bright lights of Taylor Swift. So welcome to new podcast. It's been waiting for you. If there's been a blank space in your life, hopefully we've got the style to help you shake it off. I mean, all you had to do was stay. And after that terrible set of puns, I wish you would. Tonight, we're going to party like it's 1989. I'm your host, Brett, and I'm joined by my three guests. Sitting in Contrary Corner, the man who puts the cons into Contrary, it's David Hughes. Hey, hey, hey! Next to him is the fellow who puts the rant into Intolerant, it's Stephen Sumner. Good evening to you, all on the same note. Lovely. And lastly, our special guest, one half of GXL Music, genius producer, and also the youngest person on the pod tonight, the man who puts the pert into expert, it's Guy Langley. Thank you very much. (laughs) So tonight we're going to be doing uh, Taylor's version of 1989. We're going to be doing the the songs up until Clean, so it goes from New York to Clean, um, those 13 songs. So chaps, are we excited to be doing an album from the 23rd century? It's very rare for us. So I won't get a vote tonight. Dave, Guy and Steve, you're going to have the vote, so I'm just going to be hosting. Okay, so we're getting into our first round. You ready? Yep. Yes. Welcome welcome to New York versus I Know Places. For me, it's a very easy decision. They're both Ryan Tedder tunes. When I say tunes, I mean produced by Ryan Tedder. I think this album is quite, um, as I'm sure we'll get into, is quite infamous for taking a country artist and and going the full-on pop route. And it was really interesting to see who she kind of uh, employed the services of, really, to kind of enhance her songwriting. Um, And when I say they're Ryan Tedder songs, I I purely mean, you know, he he co-collaborated with her. She's very much a driving force, and as she always has been, but... There were a lot of producers on this, weren't there? A lot of she worked with a lot of different producers. Yeah, there were kind of I think there were sort of four main different groups really. Um, Ryan Tedder is his own kind of entity. There's Max Martin and uh, Shellback, and then there's um, Jack Antonoff, uh, and there's also I think Nathan Chapman, her long-running sort of country buddy. And I think I'd Imogen say. Heap as well. Who, who oh yes, Imogen Heap. Well. I forgot. Yeah, which is kind of a bit of an outlier that track. But um... so, so of all of them, which were the Swedish heavy metal influences that are all over this album? Well, yeah. Funnily enough, Max Martin and, and Shellback are both. You know, they come from a world of power ballads and rock. That's their kind of upbringing, and uh, what they've what they've managed to achieve is nothing other than sort of incredible, really. Since 
they came into music in the late 90s through to now they're involved in every big pop artist in the in the um in the producer whatsapp groups that you must be long to guy i'm presuming there's just like a big whatsapp group for all the the, the producers in the world mm. i mean we're not that organized uh, mate yeah what what's the what's the kind of opinion amongst all those producers that how how successful is is max martin are they like is he one of yeah, the he's he's the best yeah he he is the pinnacle really he's probably the most successful songwriter of, of our generation for sure there might be one or two that have had a similar kind of uh hot sort of minute really for a couple of decades in, in places like there's dr luke and there's timberland there's a couple of other people of pharrell as well i think have, have, have had long careers in different ways but max martin is just a different a different animal in my view he's a he's a he's, he, he continues that legacy of swedish melodic pop a uh, fine which... legacy from abba to the hives to Max Martin. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. Dave, what are you thinking about these two songs? I mean, Welcome to New York is intended consciously to be like a statement of um, where she wants to go. Um, I know Places, it's not one of the stronger ones for me on this album. Um, it's about, Lyrically, it's about running from unnamed predators trying to pursue a couple in a relationship. So it sounds like a paparazzi song to me. It's good. It's good. Not the most interesting thing on the album. Oh, uh, I, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I agree with everything Dave said. Oh, you didn't I, agree I, with Dave. I did agree with Dave. Come yeah, on. I, I, yeah, I know. That's I, a I, USP. I mean, it's very upsetting because not, not only do I have the same opinion of the songs, but I agree that it does. I know Places comes across as a bit of a sort of paparazzi whinge. Um, it's perfectly acceptable, but I'm a big, big sucker for Welcome to New York on, on on a couple of levels. Again, irritatingly agreeing with Dave about the whole statement thing, and I mean that's well known to be fair. But but yeah, it, it, I know places has to go here. Surely, guy, has it been waiting for you? Yeah, Welcome to New York for me. And Steve, is that a is that a three? It is a three nil. That's uh, Welcome to New York goes through to the quarterfinals. So the next round is Wildest Video Game Dreams. Sorry, that's uh, Wildest Dreams versus How You Get the Girl. Wildest video game dreams. So that must be a reference to Lana Del Rey. There we go. It sounds a bit similar to me. Is it not to anyone else? It's very, yeah, it's very much of that world. A cinematic it? swoon that's... to it. It's got that whole thing. It even talks yeah, about sure. dresses. Both of them have got reference to summer dresses and summer. They kind of... Oh, Taylor, Taylor Swift does love a summer dress reference, though, doesn't she? She really does. That's a, That comes up a lot. It's It's... I'm fascinated endlessly by how much sex there is in Taylor Swift songs, and yet it's always kind of all American sex. It's very, 
nice, wholesome, I've got red lipstick on and that nice dress you like sex rather than like filth. But there's loads of it. It's like a really interesting juxtaposition. It's like... Rather than ACDC sex, you mean? Yeah, or like really, really wholesome without you ever sort of coming out the end of an album thinking, oh, I feel a bit dirty now. Is this a love album? I mean, a lot of the songs are about love, aren't they? Uh, I think I think it's a bit of that. I think it's it's also her playing with her the perception of her quite a lot lyrically. There's a lot of kind of you know talking about press and you know uh, where she is, what people write about her, and that's why I think it resonates and why she's always resonated. It's like she just she's almost airing her dirty laundry in kind of coded little There's ways. There's a lot of very, self consciousness about it, which is redolent of modern fame isn't it i would say i would say self not to correct you but just but i think i think i think it's i think self-awareness rather than self-consciousness because because she's self-conscious feels like she's uptight about it but i think she's she's not it's beautiful she's like self-aware thanks sir by the way uh, new listeners steve is an english teacher so i've just been i've literally been schooled but how you get the girl is probably the least modern pop of all the songs in this this album it just feels a bit more bubblegum pop to me um yeah the beat it sounds uh yeah. like sort of 80s 90s pop but that's fine i like it it's it's nice and wildest dreams that for me is my yeah i, I love that song out, out of those two I, I think that's that's her trying something different vocally i think it's it's really cinematic and it's really it really stands out it's really refreshing whereas how you get the girl sounds yeah it sounds like a swedish pop song um insert artist here kind of almost it sounds a bit like a one direction song to me um it's kind of got that that sort of energy and that drive um it well, early Britain, by that which nature, was max martin yeah absolutely and it's it, as a result it sounds a tiny bit dated almost whereas wildest dreams kind of doesn't it it sort of sonically sounds great and in and as a song and hearing a thing like that i think it really stands up okay well, I, th- Steve. I, I, I think how you how you get the girl is probably going out here so so i would like to talk for the first time about a, a, a taylor swift signature thing that, that happens a lot in this song which is the which i reference in my introduction hello which is the the same note melodies um which is a massive taylor swift thing and i'm endlessly fascinated by it it's like again it's like if you sort of use any technique whether it's in literature or music or anything else if you you if you use repetition because you can't think what else to do an audience your audience will know but if you use repetition as a deliberate tool that also you know your audience will feel it and she seems to because i dug into this quite a lot she seems to use the 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 single note melodies and that's how you get the girl goes up a little bit but i mean you know it's the start of that really really close almost single note melody that and in some other songs we talk about later it really is all on the same note and it, it seems to be a thing that she does to try and get the lyric across so that you focus on the lyric um rather than on the melody and also she fixes it a lot of the time fixes inverted commas by doing ha- harmonies around it so that that you listen to the lyric because the lyrics on the same note but the harmonies give it a sort of lushness i'm endlessly fascinated by it i think it's a really interesting technique and again the comparison weirdly is that that i always come back to is sinatra because she seems to be doing this thing of i i want the lyric 
to be heard and to be foregrounded. And I want to tell you a story. I'm not doing a Mick Jagger exile on Main Street, muddy, you know, mix it in the background, doesn't really matter what I'm saying vibe. It's absolutely a Frank Sinatra, here's a story, I want you to hear it vibe. And I, I think that's what the same note thing seems to be about. But I'm really, I'm fascinated by it. it that, that is indicative of, of modern pop. It's, the lyric has become really front and center especially in american artists where hip-hop is such a huge influence in 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 contemporary pop i think it's it's become even more um relevant and, and powerful impactful to have the lyrics as a, as a as a as a star of the show and that and taylor's been an artist that's really taken that to the next level and and you know like steve said it's, it, it makes you listen and it makes you explore but i'm waiting i'm voting for wildest okay. dreams Dave? Yeah, I'm voting for Wildest Dreams. Ooh, lots oh, of consensus okay, so this evening, isn't there? Look at that's that's another three. three I mean, this is, this is wildly exciting with three, three, three nils going through. Okay, so um, okay, so the next round is This Love, a ballad, versus All You Had To Do Was Stay, a pop banger. This love is good, this love is bad, this love is a light back from the dead. These hands had to let it go free and Yeah, it is, isn't it? It is a pop-tastic. There's a lot of pop bangers. I mean, this is... I didn't ask you at the start, so I'm going to ask you kind of halfway through. How does this album sit for you? I mean, it's a huge pop album, is it not? It's got such strength in depth. It's massively um, important, uh, this album, to me and my life because um, I've got teenage daughters, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, and this is something that we can share together. Um, this album, we we played it a lot uh, in the car as they were growing up, and particularly this album. Yeah, particularly this album, uh, Red as well. And I think this is so poppy. This album that no matter where you fall on the music spectrum, whatever your personal preferences are, almost anyone can get into this album because it's so catchy and accessible. So um, my girls love it. Um, I love it, their mum loves it, and we all come from different musical preferences, but we can all converge on this album. Her record company sort of said, oh, please, please, please put at least two or three, maybe just even two country tracks on this. Get a bit of fiddle on there. You're you're a country artist, but what are you doing? You're going to alienate your whole audience. And she said this brilliant phrase, she said, "If, if you chase two rabbits, you lose both of them. Having said that... Go on, go on, Guy. I think this love is is a country song. 
that they've tried to just add a couple of synths to it. And I think it sounds like yeah, it. I, 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 uh, I, would, I, I completely agree with that. I think it sounds like it was written as a country song. I still we think passionately argued for her it, being yes. an absolute superstar and saying, fuck it, don't worry, let's do it. And then you've just said, but actually having said that, this love is a country song. Yeah, <laughs> Amazing. In, in structure, it, it does feel like one, yes. But the, but any any country instrumentation has been removed from it. Okay. Apart from the acoustic guitars, yeah, yeah. I, I love this love. I think it sounds like another cin- cinematic one, a bit like Wildest Dreams, and I, I feel like this love could have finished the album. Yes, agreed. This love, are you voting for this love, Dave? Is it that love that you're voting for? I am. Oh, we might have some dissension finally. God, a vague possibility of excitement. Guy, what are you voting for? Uh, what's it I ship against? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, my goodness. All you had to do was stay, Guy. Yeah, all you had to do please, uh, was please stay. Please stay. We need to finish pick. the podcast. You're yeah. getting that. This, this, love for, this, this love for me, like I said, it, it just it feels a little bit hedging your bets as a production and then as a song, personally. Okay. Steve, you've got a casting vote. This is almost exciting. Okay. All you had to do was stay is, is again, another classic example of the, the one note thing, except she fixes the one note thing here by going, all you had to do was, and then goes up to the octave, stay. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, you're doing the same note, but you've gone up an octave for it, which is which is an interesting one. Um, again, she's playing that game. I, I'm interested in it. I like it. But I have to say this love gets my vote here, much as it sickens me to agree with Dave over Guy. I was hoping to go with Guy here, but, you know... You were trying to do? be down with the kids and a bit cool, but you've had to go with old No, I, 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 oh, totally, oh, I totally oh, understand I where Guy's coming from uh, yeah. about about it, but I I, I, prefer, I I just love the melody. I love the, the lyric. Yeah. I love it. I'd, I'd have voted with Guy, obviously, but... Yeah, of course. Sorry, Guy. I've invited you into my own personal nightmare, which is having to deal with these two on a, on a monthly basis and their outrageous decisions... Someone, I just needed to set up a self help group, really. So you're just been invited on to, to go through this process to then empathize with me. Okay, and uh, next, so that goes through. So this love goes through to the quarterfinals. So the next round, keep it clean. It's clean versus the massive banger that is out of the woods. Think I'm 
Well, clean is what actually finishes the album. It is. I think it's a great way to finish the album. I think it's a great song. I thought you would. I think it's very confident got- lyric writing in it as well. So in it, she's comparing getting over a relationship to recovering from an addiction. Yeah, and the teaming up with Imogen Heap is a, is, a, is not only artistically great, but it's also quite shrewd and clever in terms of positioning her and giving her a bit of depth and a bit of artistry, really. That she's a who's, very who's Imogen Heap. Uh, Imogen Heap. I mean, I'll be I'll be frankly honest. I don't know that much about her in terms of her story. I know obviously the big song um, "Hide and Seek," which has been sampled many a time. Um, very famous for using uh, vocoders and harmonizers right. and. Being a kind of electronic influence sort of folk artist, right. I guess you'd yeah. say. On a, on and in a very English, English based level, in but, England, isn't she? She's an English yeah, producer. Yeah, but that's that's doing her probably a disservice because I know a lot of people that you know obsess over her stuff, and she has such a plethora of work. It's she's again someone you would not expect a pop artist to be able to collaborate with um, on the same album at this time, anyway, as as Max Martin. It's a kind of it's very much two ends of the spectrum. Which is quite interesting, I think, and I think Clean's a great, the great result of that. Okay, Steve, what are you feeling? Are you out of the woods yet, or are you loving being again? Loving some forest bathing. <laughs> again, out of the woods, it's happening again. Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out? It's, it's yeah, but it's, the, it's the, the, the backing vocals are immense on that. It's absolutely I, massive. Again, it's, it's, not, it's not me. It's not me complaining. I am not. I am not making Good. a complaint. I, I, I complain think she does it well. I'm just endlessly fascinated by it. I mean, I'm fascinated by how much she's prepared to use it, um, and and how much she does with it. It's 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 and how you can still make something so catchy. Uh, this is really hard for me. I like both of these a lot. Um, I'm going to go out of the woods because well I done. like Clean. I think Clean is a good ending, but it, it occupies a similar space to this love, which I just voted for. So uh, I'm going to take Clean out of there and yeah, go for Out of the Woods. Nice. Oh, go on, Dave. What are you voting for? I'm voting for Clean. Of course you are. That's why I waited to go. Well, so I went to you first, and now I'm going to the decider, Guy. That's good hosting. Give it to me, Guy. Your vote. Uh, so, as much as I love Clean, I think it's it's got it's a real depth to it. Out come of the on. Woods is just. Uh, if, it, uh, if you hadn't have voted for Out of the Woods, I'd have come round and. I know, our friendship would have suffered. Your I, know, production I, know, card. I know. Of course, you're voting for Out of the Woods. It's immense. It's absolutely huge. Yeah, the, ab- the albums are, you know, she wanted to make this 80s yeah. big pop, you know, reference album, which is, you know, an era where people ditched traditional instruments and picked up you know weird ones and new technologies and layering of vocals and i think this song in particular is it's one where she's really really embracing that and and playing with vocal layering and yeah just it's just yeah adamant would be proud of this wouldn't he guy he'd absolutely love it he would indeed he'd love a bit of vocal layering (laughs) what what do you think of her as a singer people i think that's a fascinating discussion as well well i've got a producer here i've got a singer also, that's you, Steve. And then I've got Dave. So let's go to Dave first. What do you reckon? <laughs> Her voice has changed over the years. And that's shown up in the Taylor's versions where you can literally compare young Taylor singing to uh, modern Taylor singing and, and hear the difference in her voice. I prefer the new voice, by the way. I think she sounds like a woman of the world. Yeah. 
I think Taylor sits in a position where she's not the biggest powerhouse vocalist, but she doesn't need to be because that's not what she's about and that's not what she's singing about and that's not No, her but she probably has the most powerful connection with her fans, doesn't she? Which is Yes, absolutely. Which she is, how, how do you describe her voice? Uh, it's a good question, really, because I think that... I mean, is, it, is it even that distinctive? Not, not necessarily, but it is only, only in the sort of what she sings about and when and how she conducts herself, not only in the song, but in her personal life. Um, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a very distinctive, you know, on paper, distinctive vocal. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But I imagine she'd be a joy to work with as a producer. She'd just turn up, be super pro. Oh, yeah. Just almost zero entourage, just nail every take. Yeah, I think she, you know, she she knows what she wants. I think she'll, she'll know harmonies, she'll know arrangements. She would, you know, like everything in her career, it, it's her driving it. It's not, she's not riding on other people's coattails. They're there to sort of improve what she's already thought of coming to the studio f- to work on. And, you know, I think that's a good, a good example is the bonus tracks on this record, actually, which I think is... Um, without going on too much of a tangent, is quite incredible, really, because when the original album came out, there were three bonus tracks, and they were all sort of voice memos from the writing sessions, and they were her her presenting the songs to like, Max Martin and Shellback and singing them, you know, singing Blank Space pretty much in its entirety, and it's you know all, and they were adding little bits of you know backing vocals and little kind of embellishments, but essentially it was her debuting this song to to them, and it's it's uh, it's all her really, it's her driving it, and it's them feeding off that and giving her some more ideas and some more colours to play with but it's it's her outline and it's her drawing that they're sort of they're filling in really wow do you realise that I, I have to say that the uh, the bit where the bit where we were joking about it before but the bit where he said that, that she's not got a very distinctive vocal and that's the sort of shit you would have shut down if I'd said it it's like when yeah. I suggest Ringo Starr isn't an amazing drummer it's like and everyone goes to oh, pieces no, don't, the world uh, guy would never the say world that. ends Yes, and uh, you know it's like you know I would I would have definitely said not a distinctive vocal, perfect for what she's doing, and she's distinctive in like a hundred yeah. other ways, but yeah. but that yeah. is not a particularly distinctive vocal. So I, I agree with you, guy. Well done for reading out my script. I, I so right, yeah. Uh, the last qualifying round: uh, Bad Blood versus I Wish You Would. Tell me about Bad Blood. Oh, that was that was. Uh, it's one of the few songs on the album that's about uh, a different kind of relationship, isn't it? Because she had a falling yeah. out. Who was? Who did she have a falling out with? Another female singer, wasn't it? I forget the name. Katy Perry. Was, was it Nicki Minaj? Was it Nicki Minaj? Katy Perry. It was Katy. Oh, it was was Katy Perry. Yeah. I thought you were guessing, but no, that no, was no, the right no. answer. So <laughs> <laughs> that was your guessing tone. I didn't voice, know if there was a, a, a breakdown in your in your Wi-Fi connection. You just kept saying Nicki Minaj. I didn't know how much longer no. you're just going to keep repeating <laughs> Nicki Minaj when the correct <laughs> answer was. Offered. It was just my assessment of your tone of voice, but so now I look like a knob. So let's move on. Um, 
Yeah, I like Bad Blood. I think Bad Blood's good. So I think it's um, it's it's got a good beat. It's, good, um, it's one for the dance floor. I, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think I wish you would is as strong. I think I, I wish you would is I think is, is is it in the second half of the album? Uh, track seven. Track seven. Yes, I think going. I think the first half of this album is pretty much unassailable, and then and then the second yeah, half is amazing, really open, really strong, but not quite as strong. And I think I wish you would is. Um, an example of that, you know, is it still really strong? Yes, it's just there are other things that are even stronger. Um, I like Bad Blood. I'm going to vote for Bad Blood just because I think it's interesting to have. Uh, you know, it, it's still a relationship album, but it's a different type of relationship. So, uh, yeah, I like it. I'm voting okay. for that. Dave. Uh, well, yeah, obviously, obviously, Bad Blood. If uh, that's one of the big singles obviously. of this album, obviously, it's and obvious. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, pop song. Very catchy, very memorable, very good pop song. Which one is your favourite, guy? We've already got two for Bad Blood, but I need it just for official. Well, I official do. Record. I do really like. I wish you would. I love the fact that it's got the sample of um, "Fine Young Cannibals" for the snare. Drive me crazy. Nice. And what what year was that recorded? Nineteen eighty nine. I'm going to guess. There we go. Yeah. Top of the class. Yeah. Oh, I didn't of, know that. A bit of meta knowledge there. But that that again, it's a kind of that's a Jack Antonoff production, and that's kind of yeah. that's slightly more alternative where she kind of goes on to next really but uh, I do really like it I love it for that I mean I love that snare sound and I love that sort of that mm. it really goes there to that 80s kind of world but yeah Bad Blood for me just oh, it's a 3-0 okay yeah. and here's a uh, here's a quiz question uh, for the Swifties listening at home what connects this song I Wish You Would with her other songs Breathe The Way I Loved You Mary's Song and Enchanted is Jeff Beck playing on all of them? <laughs> oh, apart that's from that. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's not that. It's it's because she mentions the time, 2am, in all of those songs. Oh, there we go. 2am is a frequently used time in Taylor Swift songs. The Colorfinals, the Colorfinals of our show. Welcome to New York versus Wildest Dreams. It's our quarterfinals. Songs about New York. Right. Yes. It seems to me that aren't songs about New York usually about bragging how awesome you are? Because the chorus to this song is, the lights are so bright, but they never blind me. New York by Frank Sinatra. New York, New York. Yeah, New York That's yeah, yeah. He, basically he bragging, it. isn't it? Oh, He's king of the hill. Brag. Not even a humble brag, Dave. Empire State brag. of Mind by Jay-Z. Right. That's just bragging yeah. about everything, isn't Massive. it? And Englishman in New York by Sting. That's bragging about drinking tea. It's an Englishman bragging, which is so out of character for the English people to brag. Outrageous. We're going to take your passport back, Sting. How dare you brag? <laughs> brag about drinking tea. So I'm going to smoothly move. That's nice. There's a lot of bragging in New York songs, Dave. But um, why was it important for her to move to New York? Come back to the original quote, which you, which you, which you told us, the um, you can't chase two rabbits or you'll lose them both. Yeah, and that's what she both. decides yeah, exactly. to This is why. And Welcome to New York is the way she opens this album. And it's kind of like, yes, I'm here. It's pop magnificence right here. But it's now. synth pop, and that's the thing. Yes. It's not it, because yes. so because she was doing pop before. But it's like it's. I'm not going to put an acoustic guitar anywhere near this. This is like totally electronically fabricated genre specific late eighties pop, and that that's the, that's the difference between this idea of her going, oh, she's getting more poppy with every album, but then it's like nineteen eighty nine. She's like, screw you. This is like I'm all in, and I think that's the, I think that's the difference. There's still a, there's still a, a, a watermark between the two. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to push you all for a vote because we've been wanging on for ages. We've we, we've not really talked much about Welcome to New York, but I'm hoping that's because it's going to go through. 
It's going through, surely. You can never be sure. Dave's in the room. Every movie that you watch on Netflix that has a scene where it's like wide shot of New York, yeah. it's this song and it's someone crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, zoom out of a taxi cab and it's just... it's Yellow cab. There is some... I'm walking here, someone says that. Exactly. There's yeah. something about Taylor Swift and rom-coms and that sort of like... That... You see you see Sting in the corner having a cup of tea. Yeah, you know Basically, New York. yeah, exactly. It's, it's the obvious thing. It's, it's an advertiser's wet dream. <laughs> But so um, you're for, what are you just, voting for? I'm voting for um, Welcome to New York just because it, it sounds sure. like that. Yeah, that first day in, in a new life, basically. Yeah, it's it's a great opening track for any film or any album. Dave, what are you voting for? I vote for Wildest Dreams. Of course you are, because okay. it's moody. It's got a great melody. I really like it. I think it's a better song. And also, everyone would have expected you to vote for Welcome to New York, so it's perfect. It's perfect. Why would you expect me to vote Welcome no, to New York? Every, and I'm, I'm not me, everyone. Everyone else listening would, of course, this guy's going to vote Welcome to New York. It's one of the best songs on the album, but I know you is better it, than that. You keep I telling know. us it's one of the best songs on the album. I wouldn't have it, it in is. my top five. No, I know you wouldn't, but it definitely is one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, it is. So, Steve, we're coming to you for the deciding vote. Welcome to New York versus Wildest Dreams. Okay, so... Th- the thing I like about Wildest Dreams particularly is um, those lovely bits where, again, she uses vocals so interestingly to to make points and to get lyrics across. And it's when when she does the she's he's so tall but handsome as hell, and then and then but and then you get you get that echoed background behind it. In a, which sounds swoony. It's he's so tall, but handsome as hell. And then you get to uh, wildest dreams, ho ho ho. And it's so emotive. It's so I'm overplaying this swooning thing, but I'm doing it uh, consciously. It's completely brilliant. There's no way I can vote for it with Welcome to New York in here, though. Well done. Okay, the second quarterfinal is This Love versus, making its debut on the podcast, Blank Space. Ooh, oh, that's a big song. Oh, yeah. it's big. Ooh, Second track big. on the album. I mean, if, if I'm going to keep this up, for me, that's a very easy conversation. <laughs> Blank Space is, is yeah. a, a pinnacle of her songcraft, and I think it's uh, I think it's one of her best ever songs, so... I mean, sorry to spoil any tension, but <laughs> that's that's a favourite of mine. So um, that just it's, spoiler alert. It's an easy uh, it's an easy conversation. It's not a spoiler alert, guy, unless someone else of one of these two agrees with you, and then we kind of have ruined the podcast. It's dramatic tension. <laughs> okay, so uh, this love versus blank space, Dave. What are you saying? Uh, well, this love is another cinematic one, and I think it could have finished the album. I really, really like it, but it's up against blank space and. I will be voting for Blank Space. Once again, I have to not only vote the same way as Dave, but I have to literally just basically just agree with everything he just said. Um, you know, I think I think this I think this love is is brilliant. I think it should have ended the album, could have ended the album, uh, but it's not Blank Space, is it? No, it is. It's had a tough draw there. Okay, so um, her her fame now has just grown and grown, hasn't it, since this album, which was almost what nine years ago? Yeah, she's even more famous now. Do you? Th- I mean, who is more famous than Taylor Swift? I mean, it's it's difficult to think of. Te- is she in the top ten famous, most famous people in the world? Are we talking about that kind of level now of insane fame? How can you cope with that? Could you cope with that, Dave? David love it. David David just cruise through it. <laughs> Smooth. Yeah, but you do think, don't you? If you were suddenly transported into the body of Taylor Swift, 
what would your next move be? Oh, like some kind of weird <laughs> episode of Quantum Leap. So you've... I haven't thought about it actually, Dave. I haven't thought about it much, but you seem to have given it a lot of thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of if thinking. I was, if I was moved into the body of Taylor Swift, what would my next be? No, no, what would my next move be? I've given it a lot of thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't you? Question mark, surprise face. No, what would you do? Oh, I love it. It's a great, it's a great question. It's a great question, Dave. I'd stop recording and I'd become a recluse. Fucking hell. I mean, that's the worst episode of Quantum Leap ever, isn't it? I mean, you just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so how long would you be a recluse I for? I couldn't deal with any of that. No. I would I would no. literally stop everything but your and short hide game away. would be amazing, wouldn't it? I would use that to play some you couldn't. courses. You couldn't, Dave. You couldn't play golf because you turn up and they go, fucking hell, Taylor Swift's about to tee off on the fourth. That's amazing. Good drive, Taylor. Well, it's not unprecedented, though, is it? Because if we look at Taylor Swift, she is... She is what? She's about as famous as Michael Jackson was at his peak. Yeah, or Britney Spears. I'd say she's above Madonna and she's above Britney. This is good. This is what I wanted, an actual ranking. I like it. Um, how newsworthy she is, I would say that she's um, she's up where Michael Jackson was in mid-80s. But So it's not unprecedented. No, it's not. But I mean, yeah, none of those people have just stepped away from being famous have they or just been able to go oh do you know what I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hide away for a year and then I'll you know, no because well, that, no, that's in their down, makeup down. isn't it but that's that's um, answering your question so that's totally the reverse of my makeup I would have to hide away from it you wouldn't be able to like for years and years and years you'd have to be really really dull and I know you can do it oh, I know you've got it in I could pull that off but you couldn't you <laughs> but I, I could don't use think even, but that's the thing that that's where the money comes in useful because you could use that money to you know buy your own island or buy your own property where you yes. don't ever have to interact with yeah you know concerts and fans and TV shows I can shows see how you'd build a global and... fan base with this attitude there. yeah <laughs> I just, I just want more, well, more success, more sales. Just so I can tell yeah, everyone yeah. to fuck off and never have to do anything or talk to them again. I mean, luckily, I don't think any of us are going to get that famous. I mean, Dave might make it. Yeah. If we do, yeah, you'll know, you'll know what I do next. Yeah, we'll know exactly what the strategy is from you. A Bond villain on an island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. Okay, so um, quarterfinal three, two massive tracks: "Out of the Woods" versus "Shake It Off." I'm going to vote for Shake It Off. Right, like it. Steve? Oh, Shake It Off. Really? It's absolutely iconic. Oh, I love that. Was... It's a timeless pop song. It's fun, it's upbeat, it's near perfect from start to finish. It's, yeah, it's, it's just it's, a shame got... that she stole it. We'll get onto that, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> just the lawyer there, just dangling that little yeah. bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> it pop it in. All Bomb about the clickbait. Drop. Oh, my God. In my pursuit of fame. <laughs> yeah, that you then like and then run away violently, <laughs> so you can improve your golf game. I do, um, I do really like, guys. I do really like Out of the Woods. I really do. I th- I love the vocals. I just love the sort of atmosphere of it. 
but it's again shake it off just means you see that song performed at so many events and it just it resonates with everybody it's one of those melodies and those sort of rhythms and like dave says that sort of maybe slightly familiar sort of uh what would you, what would you call sort of motif oh, or whatever it's, but it's, um it's, it's i think the kids would call it a sick beat yeah exactly maybe but the kids yeah. five guy you what were you voting for i'm voting for shake clarify? it off Shake it off. Okay, so it's three 0 I would have voted for Out of the Woods, but I'm just the host tonight. What can I do? Nothing. It seems you have no say here, no which I which I regret. <laughs> okay, a final quarter final. It's style versus bad blood. about style yet have we no tell me about it guy i i love style i think it's 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 in my the top end of my favorites of this record um right. and good uh I, I just think it it has that sort of arpeggiated synth i love the, the americana and the lyrics i like the sort of just the visual imagery it paints and i just think it's i think it's brilliant basically style just feels like a, an, a pure emotion and it's just a carefree you know, roof down on a Cadillac, driving through America, sort of, it's just... Like, Welcome to New York, it kind of carries on that vibe for me. It's a vibe I really, really like and enjoy on this record. Yeah, I think it's it's very um, emblematic of the, of the album. Dave, what are you going for? We can never... The same, I agree. You. Oh, wow. Love it. Steve, what are you up for? Oh, I agree, yes, 3-0. It's gone through 3-0. The semi-final, the semi-final now. Okay, so we're at our first semi-final. Welcome to New York versus Blank Space, Steve. Talk to me. Oh, I mean, that's that's the the, the opening one-two punch, isn't it? I mean, that doesn't... Smashes. You can't get... You, you, I mean, you know how I feel about, about bookending, and I don't think oh, this book is actually perfect. Oh, you've got passionate about bookending it. Yes, I don't think it's perfectly bookended, because I agree with Dave. I think this love would have been a better ending. But I think also the, the, uh, a quality one-two sucker punch from an album is, is a big a big thing for me and that that is a quality one two sucker punch yeah, so so trying to put them up against each other that's yeah oh i mean i know which way i'm going go on give me your vote uh, i'm going welcome to new york because i think it's oh, love I it think it's well that's gone through because i know for a magnet. fact i know for a fact dave is definitely gonna vote for that as well so it's gone through guy yeah, just give us a commiserations song. for blank space talk to me about yeah, but, uh, like I said before, it's like it's it's up there with her best, really, for me. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I love that it is essentially a really traditional chord sequence. It's it's a doo-wop, it's that classic doo-wop sort of unchained melody kind of, you know, it's the same chord progression. It's C, A minor, F, G. It's a real country 
sort of thing but it's got all this hip-hop and sort of reinvention and just uh, just a mishmash of so many different things it, it just feels like the the perfect combination of her kind of country roots her forward-thinking sonics and the production and lyrically you know that high school drama kind of diary sort of really intimate personal you know sort of lyric really um and i think it's I think it it wins for me in this in this semi final. It's blank space that I'd like to put through. Oh, and Dave. Oh no! Oh no, Steve. If I if I could jump in into someone else's body, I'll jump into David Hughes's right now. <laughs> Only briefly, I will not outstay my welcome for everyone's benefit. But I would vote for welcome to you. I can't. It's over to the real, actual David Hughes, who's just come off the golf course dressed as Taylor Swift. No one knows why. <laughs> 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 What are you voting for, Dave? I agree with Guy. Uh, it's blank space. The production is so well put together. I love all the little flourishes of noise that you get in the background. The attention to detail is brilliant on that song. And misheard lyrics. What are the the lonely Starbucks lovers? Yeah, I think I think it's a, got a lot of Starbucks lovers, isn't it? But I, yeah, it's it's one or other of those. <laughs> yeah. lonely, but it's it's like one of the most misheard, brilliantly misheard lyrics of all yeah. time. And it's interesting as well because on the Taylor's version re-record, she sing. I suspected she might sort of try to clean it up so you don't mishear it. But it's out. It's like they've advised her to sing it exactly the same. So if you wish to continue mishearing it as Starbucks lovers, you can, which is brilliant. What is the actual it's lyric? It's all I can hear. It's all I can hear as well. What is the actual lyric? Got a long list of ex-lovers. Oh, wow. Got a long list of ex-lovers. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's not even... Yeah, when you say it, it's not even close, is it? It's crazy. Okay, so, Dave, you're voting for Blank Space. Yes. So it's going through to the final. Uh, um, our second semi-final is Shake It Off versus Style. Yeah, this is a really difficult one. This is this is, um, yeah, this, is this is the most difficult one I think so far. Shake it off against style. They're just both great, great pop songs. Um, they're up there, both what top three for me on this album. Yeah, same. I think I think genuinely do think this album is basically akin to that of like a thriller in terms of it's got so many singles. It's so strong and sort of it came out you know it was inventive for her and i think also michael jackson as well you know there was a reason why um beat it has rock guitars on it because it was a time here he was deliberately trying to corner the mtv market that wouldn't play r&b and soul they wanted to play rock so he he kind of sort of adopted those sonics to kind of get him into that world and i think taylor's doing a similar thing you know she's aspirational she wants to be bigger than ever and, and you are limited as a country artist from a global perspective so getting into a pop sphere um opens up you know it is the mainstream it is a bit of everything it's not you know only going to be on a certain radio station um the amount of singles and the just consistency of the record uh combined with her status and her sort of rise it's it's very similar i think it's it should be talked about in that in that kind of conversation okay so come on talk to about these two songs what's going through well shake it off great Great pop songs, upbeat. It's fun. Um, yeah, I agree with. Are you lightning on your feet, Dave? When you dance, do you well, never miss a beat? Uh, no, the the reverse of that. <laughs> you always miss a beat. <laughs> Are you thunder on your feet? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but style. 
you know, that feeling that it invokes it. For that reason, I'd go for style. And style, um, I mean, I've heard both of these a gazillion times, but style just never gets old. Yeah, I don't know. I think style has a, a more of a sophistication than, than Shake It Off. You know, I think it's a more grown, mature sort of, of sonic and feel. You know, we should probably talk about Shake It Off in terms of what you were alluding to earlier. It has that very Hey Mickey kind of 60s sort of pop throwback vibe mm. to it. It's even got Great a little beat. bit of a it's little just... bit of beta in there in the brass. Dun, 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 kind of that sort of repetitive stab thing. And it's... You know, you do anything where you have that boom, ka, 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 boom, kind of that sort of vibe, and you've got you've got kids, you've got parents. You, it gets played at weddings, it gets played at office parties, it gets played on the radio all the time. It's a sync song that every brand is going to want to do because it is such a feel good record. What's it's, a sync song? A sync song is where you synchronize audio to visuals, so you could do that. That could be under an advert, that could be in a movie, in a famous scene in a movie. But it is also her kind of, you know. A very a call to arms kind of song for like we've talked about those those sort of more um outcast people who might feel you know they're not the be all and end all at school or you can't not hear that song and feel good it's like it's like that pharrell song happy you know it's it's a similar vibe it's just it's a song that just you know it, it, it's primary colors and it just goes straight for the jugular really um but uh but yeah style for me yeah style is just that slight i could listen to style any time, anywhere, and I think it would probably be my favourite out of the two if I had to pick. Okay. Which so, you do. Which you do. I'm so lucky that. Guy and Dave, you've got style. Steve, have you got style? I, I, I was struggling with this because I was so completely sure that Shake It Off was just utterly iconic and unassailable. And then I, I listened to the Taylor's version and I was like, ooh, they've, they've put on this like really bad Casio keyboards sort of do 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 towards the end in the background and i thought god that's a terrible decision i'm going to go back and listen to the original only to realize that it's in the original as well however i think i've still got to vote for it because it's just totally iconic and again i love i love the fact like in welcome to new york it's such a statement a slightly different type of statement it's that thing of Okay, if you're going to say all these things about me in the press dating people, then I'm going to I am going to absolutely full on totally address this in a way that, you know, it's it's like when, you know, people bully you and you just laugh at them and then they can't do anything anymore. It's it's so potent. Um, it, yeah, it's got to be shaken off for me. It's got to be nice. OK, well, unfortunately, I think Dave and Guy style has pushed it out. All good. All good. So we reach a final. What is next for Taylor Swift? I want to ask that question. Do you think Dave... What is next for her? Is she going to run for president? <laughs> What's next for Taylor Swift? Uh, well, after she's finished the Eras tour, which will be like sometime in 2025, I think, by the time she's got around the whole world. Um, Five continents, yeah. The whole world. Yeah, because she's, uh, she's done America now, hasn't she? And next is she's on to South, South America, America, isn't she? And then she she's comes to, to America, yeah. uh, the rest of the world in 2024. Um, I mean, she must be... Well, she's definitely got two more albums to release. So she's got Reputation, Taylor's version, and the debut, Taylor Swift, Taylor's version to re-release, which I guess will be some point next year. I don't know. Where do you go from here? Another album? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Some sort of very meta sitcom where she plays herself. 
but an evil version of I think, I think it'll be a sitcom where Dave is in the, bo- in the body of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we'll, we'll, we'll relaunch Quantum Leap oh. with, like, with Ziggy. Call it Turning Taylor or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love it. That's amazing. I'd watch that. I call it Swift Exit. <laughs> oh my god let's pitch it let's pitch it Netflix would definitely green light if we can get Taylor on board I reckon I, I think I think no one's expecting it Steve what's next for Taylor Swift a sitcom where she swaps bodies <laughs> with a middle aged man who refuses even to make small talk let alone be famous it's amazing uh, I'd watch it I, I, do you know what I think Taylor's people are going to pass on this guys it's niche <laughs> I agree but you know <laughs> make what you'd love to watch and I'd love to watch it <laughs> amazing okay so we're getting to a final we've got final of 1989 yes Dave Woo. Um, hey by the way 1989 we've done three albums on this podcast from 1989 do you know what they are uh, Stone Rose's first album correct 87. Uh, Disintegration yes oh, what else have we done from 1989. Yeah. Right. Go on then. What's, what's the third one then? Go on. It's a, it's a least popular podcast. It's Do Little by the Pixies. Oh, <laughs> it's Doolittle. <laughs> so, uh, so unpopular, yeah. I blanked it from my mind. <laughs> there you go. Bit of. Justice for Doolittle. Taylor Swift fans, a bit of McCartney and Gold Chat. Okay, our final is Blank Space versus Style. Talk to me, guy. A special guest. Yeah, this is hard, man. This is um, so hard. This isn't... hard. But this is, this is the beauty of this album. It was always going to be a hard, least semi-final. Whatever from the semi-final, yeah, it's incredibly hard. There's so many. Was it always going to be gold. these two? I don't the know. No, it's not what I expected at all. What not did you what expect I expected Steve? at all? You expected. I expected um, "Shake It Off" to be here, yeah. and uh, I for my final is "Shake It Off" and "Welcome to New York." Yeah. I would. Um, go. I, I I did not expect. Uh, well, well, Steve, well, shake it off and welcome to New York are in the third fourth playoff. <laughs> so which one would win? Uh, welcome to New York. Okay, gets the bronze medal. Shake it off, finishes fourth. But th- this, I think, is Dave and Guy's final. I think you're both. Well, happy with this yeah, final. I think shake it off was was literally pit. I mean, I've been I've been toying with which one was going to win out of those two probably all day. Uh, it's, I have to stress it's very close between shake it off and style. But um, ultimately, yeah, we, we, yeah. mine. If you're interested, no, or not is, but it would have been out of the woods and welcome to New York. I think they're brilliant. Uh, absolutely, I really love out of the woods. I, I'm surprised it went out when it did. But yeah, no, it's going to be see the woods for the trees. It's going to be a, tif- a difficult one. Um, yeah, I, I, I gen- genuinely, as, as of this moment, I do not know which one I'm going to pick, and I think that. Well, that's great. That's exactly the type of tension we want to build on. Steve, talk to me. I, I am genuinely surprised. Style got this far. Wow, I Less like tension. it a lot. Less tension. Um, well, no. I can guess I mean, where you're going. Asking me the votes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do love the chorus. It's very summary, but I, I, I'm slightly surprised to see it here because it's not. I don't think even in my top five on on this album. Um, so it, it's got to be blank space, which is just okay. unassailably great. Our first vote has landed blank space, and it is an absolute banger. I think this is one of the most streamed songs. Yes, yeah, the stunker. It's no surprise that's got to vote Dave. Blank space is. The best pop song among these two, probably the 
most well produced. It's the one I could imagine Quincy Jones producing. Style gives me a warm glow, so I'm going to vote for Style. Oh, he's made it exciting, guy. The deci- as a guest, it is perfectly right that you should have the deciding vote. I feel honoured. Uh, okay, uh, are so you full of style, or are you just a blank space? Having thought about it, and I've actually just been looking, reminding myself of some of the lyrics actually, because there's a part in um, there's a part in Blank Space where I genuinely get goosebumps. It's when that sort of gang vocal kind of comes in on, and you love the game. That sort of launches into that sort of post-chorus part, and uh, I think that there's a there's a there's a trick on this album. I think you hear on many songs where there's layers of vocals and there's gangs, and there's a lot of this sort of like crowd vocal sort of sound, which I find really I just love that sound. It's a really euphoric sound. Uh, style has it in places as well and I think if I'm going to have to pick I'm you do prob- that's the whole point of this podcast I'm going to fill in blank space with the word winner uh, because it has won my vote in this competition I think it is the pinnacle of her being self-referential the Americana imagery the production as Dave said and I have to second that is like is, is, is insanely brilliant it's blank space you know, it is. If you listen to that, I go back to that demo that you listen to on the bonus. I know we're not doing the bonus tracks, but like there's that version of her playing it, and you can just hear the excitement of Max Martin hearing yeah, that song and in going, the voice like, memo. Yeah, just going, and you can tell he knows that is that's something special, and that she's brought it in at the right time in her career. He's been the person to receive it, and then they just built on it and made it sonically something that's just you know perfection, really pop perfection. To meet you where you've been I could show you incredible things Diamonds, seasides, only tunes It's a cylinder, it's a cylinder Oh my god, a cylinder, a cylinder I do too, a cylinder, a Early 2000s Nelly track. No. Let along with Stovic's lovers, still tell you what I'm saying. But I've got a blank space, baby. I'll write your name. It wins, so it's filled in the blank space on what is the winner of McCartney Gold 1989. 